It says, they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. I just want to encourage you, it doesn't say they will get depressed because we have to wait on the Lord. Today we're going to learn something that's very unique in what God has really just envisioned the church to be all about, to allow us to be a people of worship and praise and a people that walk in such a, a power and an understanding and a revelation of what it means to be in the secret place of God. We talked about the secret place. We've talked about how that when we spend that time with the Lord, that great things happen, things change in you and in me. So as we journey into that, I, I want to uh, just remind you that we are discussing how to have breakthroughs in our lives. How many of you are really beginning to experience breakthroughs in areas of your life? Go ahead and raise your hand. Praise the Lord. Look at that. That's awesome. And that was God's promise to us. We talked about seven areas. And let me just ask you this. Don't yell out what it is. But... Um, we gave you five that God's going to take us through breakthrough, but how many of you decided on those two things that you think you need a breakthrough? Have you decided that so far yet? Okay, not as many. I want you to spend that time and really understand that God is speaking to you. And there's areas of our lives that he wants us to really dwell on and to think about so that we can begin to ask the Lord what do I need to do to break through in those areas that I've had struggle with? Areas that maybe have kept me from stepping into a next level uh, in my life with, with you, Lord. Because we know that God loves us so much that he wants you and I to just walk in such joy. And as we're going to learn in a few months, a lot of fun serving the Lord. A lot of fun going to church, a lot of fun um, going to work and ministering to that mean person. It's fun because we know who we are and we know that God has a plan uh, for them also. So how do you go to a new level with your faith, which is a relationship with God? We'll be semi-concluding that today. And next week, we will talk about family. We'll spend a few weeks on family. We'll spend a few weeks on marriage. And uh, just begin to, to know God's heart regarding that and having a breakthrough in our family relationships. We'll talk about our finances. We'll talk about freedom. Now, in your finances, we're not really going to talk about what to do but we're going to talk about stewarding finances, stewarding what God has given us. There are so, so many times that things happen in our lives and blessings come, and the enemy will try to remind us or say to us, you know, those finances, that came because you worked so hard because you did. Now, that's true. We work hard, and God blesses what we put our hands to, but I just want you to realize that God has a plan for your finances. God has planned you to be blessed so you could bless the kingdom of God with your life and your finances. We'll talk about that. Freedom. Freedom from bondages. Some of us, we've gone to psychologists. We've, we're on medicines. And we're not against medicine at Valley Community Church. Uh, we love our doctors. We love the doctors that attend our church, our nurses, people that care for people in the medical field. So we're not against medicines or anything like that. Don't ever leave this place saying that we don't believe in medicine. We do. But we believe in the one who created the medicine. And he's the one that can bring us freedom, not only physically, but freedom emotionally from bondages that have just brought us into despair, uh, abuse that had happened when we were a child, 
that still uh, comes into our lives and creates some thinking that will stall the blessings of the Lord in our lives. Not that it won't happen, but it'll stall because there needs to be a breakthrough so that that thing, that evil thing that the enemy tried to do when you were younger no longer has a hold of you. You have freedom from that from now on. And so we'll spend time with that. And then we will learn, you know, the Bible talks a lot about having fun. And we will learn about what the Bible, what God's heart is in having fun. So how many of you that didn't before are now spending that five minutes in the secret place with the Lord. Yeah, I'm hearing people tell me that they're beginning to do that, and it is just transforming for their lives. So I encourage you, go back online, listen to our messages, watch our messages regarding that. Well, I want to just tell you a few stories today. First of all, Um, I go to Palm Springs periodically. Sometimes it was for a convention. Sometimes it was just for a little vacation time off. And sometimes just to drive out there to go play golf because I love golf. And everyone say, Pastor loves golf. All right, so everyone knows that. And uh, you know when you drive there, you see the airway tram that goes up in the mountains And I was thinking uh, the last time I drove out there, wouldn't it be great if there were an airway tram to God? That all you and I had to do is just sit there and you would be taken to the high levels of God and breakthroughs of God. And it would just be so easy in that area. Well, I will tell you, getting breakthroughs with the Lord is easy, but there is no airway tram. There is a way to do it. And we're learning that in the teaching on faith. So I'm going to tell you something today that if you do it, you will instantly go to another level. I was raised in a four-square church. If some of you that are new, this is a four-square church, Jesus Christ, the healer, our savior, uh, soon coming king and baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's the four major doctrines that we teach uh, in four-square and the four-square doctrine. We belong to the church uh, we are under the, in submission to uh, the leadership of the church, but I just praise God for our government of Foursquare that they free us up to have our identity, what Valley Community Church is. And uh, so I went to a Foursquare church as, as a child, and, and then when I was a teenager, I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And so when I went upstairs, the church was uh, two floors, and upstairs was a sanctuary. When I went upstairs, the service began with worship, as we do, and uh, the worship leader uh, said, turn your Bibles to page five. And some of you that know the old hymnals in the Foursquare Church, page five, I believe is Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a Savior. And, uh, and it, just a, a wonderful song. They began to sing it. Then after that song, we were going to go to another one. But before that, the worship leader said, the anointing of God is so strong, and we need to really express our hearts to the Lord by lifting our hands as a congregation. And so I'm standing there. Now, I'd seen that as a kid, but I just thought that was those crazy old people that did that, you know. And they raised their hands, and they raised it uh, real high, and people were waving their hands like that. And I was looking around, and everyone was doing it. You know, that was that church pressure that they give you, you know, and raising your hands. And so I did, and I was like, you know how that is? And because I felt uncomfortable, I felt like that people were looking at me and that this was strange and lifting your hands. And in essence, that I know now what it was is, what it was, was people were expressing worship and praise to the Lord or what they were doing 
is they were being expressive out of their love for God. So the raising of the hands, the shouting to the Lord, the singing, the clapping of hands, all of these things was an expressive expression to God saying, we love you, and we're going to learn more what that is. But so I did that, and I began to really begin to see, you know, that this is important. But right away, that little voice came to me and said, are you going to be crazy like them? Are you going to be weird like them? But you know, at that moment, something happened to me. I was raised in, I guess I would say, um, a musical family. Um, I played clarinet. I played uh, saxophone a little bit. My brother played the trumpet. Uh, My sister played the flute, my mom and piano. My mom played the piano and sang. And, And all of this, I was raised in that, so I knew what music did to me in the realm of just what music does. But when this began to take place, I learned that the expressiveness that I used to do with music and just reading notes and playing music and singing, and my mom singing. Um, She used to play the piano, and we'd have the door open, and all the neighbors would come and sit down in their chairs and listen to my mom sing because she was that good. And, And so I was raised in that when I was young. And then I got into sports and, you know, a man and lifting weights and all the different things. And so some of that kind of went away, sadly. Thank God my kids uh, move into music in areas like that now because that's what God had brought in my family. But in there, something happened to me. I began to recognize that there was something more than just playing music, something more than a moving song or moving words or the poetry or, or how people played. And then I began to, this church. Some of the older folks in the church were 70 and 80 years old, and part of the worship band, they would play the saw. I don't know if you ever heard that. They actually have a saw, and you'd bend the saw, and they would work with it, you know, just and it would go along with the music, and it was, it was awesome. And, you know, I was raised around, um, you know, a lot of Polish people. So, you know, you'd have the accordion and everything and the organ. Everything was there. And I began to really see something that pleased God, something that caused God, and I'm going to say this, and we're going to see it in Scripture, that God would stop and really listen to what we were doing Because it pleased him. So here's what I want you to understand. You immediately will go to a new level with your relationship, your faith in God, by being expressive, by expressing your worship to God. Or let's just call it having expressive worship. When we stop and we begin to shout to the Lord and we clap and we say, praise the Lord and all the different things, that pleases the Lord. In Valley Community Church, we do that. But I want to say to you, in your faith relationship, begin to release yourself into expressive worship unto God. Last week, we talked about singing in the secret place. Today, I want to talk to you about this amazing thing that God gave us that we could do because in heaven, there's expressive worship 24-7 that's going on. No matter where you are in your relationship with God, you come in the sanctuary during worship time I want you to begin expressing worship, expressing worship 
to the Lord. We express praise and love to one another. Our voices raise, hey, it's great to see you. How you doing? How's your mom? And, and all this expressiveness is there. Church family in El Monte, it's in our culture. Amen to be expressive. But religion, the enemy, has deceived so many that when we come into the house of God, it's... Can you imagine you acting that way in your marriage? Never expressing love to your spouse? Never holding hands? Never encouraging them? Clapping? My wife and I clap for each other. We, we rejoice in what we've accomplished in life. What did we accomplish? I didn't burn the pork chop. Yay! You know, those are the things, the fun that we have in life, the reality, but what kind of a marriage would that be? Why be married to the Lord and never express your love to him? Oh, I love God, I know, but express it. Because I want to tell you, in relationship and in your faith with the Lord, God every day expresses his love over you. The Bible tells us that Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father and expresses his love towards you to the Father. He brags on you. That's what he does. So let me show you a story in the Bible. You say, this story shows that? Yeah, let me show you a story in the Bible how it literally stopped Jesus in his tracks and every person involved in this went to a new level. Matter of fact, they were healed and one was made whole because of what we're going to learn, what he did in expressing his love to the Lord. In Luke 17, it's the familiar story of 10 lepers. And so let's read this, beginning with verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off. It wasn't COVID, it was leprosy. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. That was part of the law. Jesus came and fulfilled the law. And so it was that as they went, as they obeyed, remember that, obedience? As they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, everyone say one, one out of ten, when he saw that he was healed as he went, returned and with a very quiet, somber voice, with a loud voice, glorified God and fell down on his face, at his feet, giving thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Now, I'm not even going to go there, but he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? Healed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, visitor? <clears throat> and he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well or whole. Notice the difference, cleansed and whole. Let's go on. So the other nine were cleansed, but the one who expressed praise was made well or whole. So let's talk about worship. Let's talk about what this expressive worship will take you into. First of all, 
in expressive worship, it's right to express our worship. It is right to express our worship. It's not wrong. It's not weird. It's not crazy. Look at Luke 17, verse 13. We're going to stick to this story a little bit. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Now, let's talk about another story. There's another story about two blind men. You find that in Matthew 20, verse 30. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. They proclaimed him as Messiah right there by saying that they were expressing worship to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Verse 31. Then the multitude, church congregation, no, no, that's not what it says. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more saying, have mercy on us. O Lord, Son of David, it speaks of they worshiped and they expressed worship to him. And verse 32 says, Jesus stopped. Notice what stops Jesus. Expressive worship. Worship stops Jesus and recognizes you and me. Verse 32, Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked, verse 33. They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. All 10 lepers and the two blind men went to a new level with the Lord because they expressed worship. Not just singing. They expressed and became expressive. Look at all the music in your cultures. We have many cultures in our church. Praise the Lord, I love it. We have many colors in our church. Praise God. That's God's plan. But let me just tell you this. I want you to understand, every one of you in your cultures, you have different ways of expressing yourself in music and in conversation That is God's plan so that when we come together, we become a choir of expressive worship to God. Amen. Go ahead. Go ahead and clap. Amen. See, that's expressing not worship to me, expressing the truth of what I just said to the Lord. All right? So let's let's read this again. Verse 33. They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open so Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. All ten lepers, both blind men, went to a new level. And the one, watch this, with expressive praise, with thanksgiving, was made whole. They had three Their lives changed and went to another level because they didn't listen to the crowd. They cried out and they worshiped Jesus. Why? Because Jesus was their only hope. I don't know why that we, we have difficulty expressing praise. Many of you don't, but I don't know why we do. Maybe it's because of medicine. Maybe it's because we have psychologists. Maybe it's because we have answers. We have money to go on vacations. We, we do all the different things. But when you don't have hope, you go to the one that can give hope. And if our hope is in any other thing other than 
a personal relationship and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, then we will not reach those levels that God desires us to reach. If you have a desperate situation, worship him. Express your worship. I remember at times traveling and seeing people that were, were paralyzed, people who had much uh, anguish and, and problems in wheelchairs and not really able to tell their body what to do, but you could see them during worship just doing this. And it wasn't because of their ailment. It was because they were sensing God and they were worshiping God. There's not one person in this house that can't not cry out to God. When you get in the presence of God and say, Lord, you're my only hope, you're going to cry out to God. You're going to express your worship to the Lord. And matter of fact, it doesn't matter what people think. They did that, and the result was an immediate breakthrough. As they went, as they walked in obedience, they were healed. But the one became thankful. Again, Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Not, that, not they that wait on the Lord will become depressed. Why? Because we express worship in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our struggle. So here is the number one reason why we don't express our worship to God is fear of what other people will think. If you fear people, then you don't fear God. Fear means honor and respect. It's not being afraid. The difference between the fear of God or the fear of man is the fear of God simply means you care more of, of what God thinks than others think. You care more about your Lord than what other people think. When you get in worship and your mind goes to what is my wife thinking about me, what is my friend next door thinking about me, then what you're doing is you're walking in the fear of man. If you fear God again, you will never fear what man thinks. Some religious people say because they really don't understand doctrine of faith and, well, I don't fear God or I'm not afraid of God. I, he's my friend. I, now all that, I'm not afraid, afraid of God. But I want to tell you, if I ever was uh, moved by the Holy Spirit into the throne room of God, I just want to tell you there would be a little bit of fear in me too because of the majesty of my God, who he is. We don't even realize his majesty. But they say, oh, I'm not afraid of God. Well, let me just give you a scripture. These people who say that really don't have wisdom in their life. Because Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. They haven't begun to have wisdom when they begin to, to laugh at you or chastise you because of the way you express your love to your God. You know, sometimes through the years when I express my love to Terry, it wasn't anything wrong or anything in the public. You know, you'd hear someone, a friend of ours, joking around, get a room, get a room. No, I express my love to her because I love her and I'm thankful for her. And that's what we do with our God. So again, fear means to honor and respect. Some don't fear God because men have abused them. Because you don't have any respect for anybody because of what was done to you when you were a child. They actually hate men because they hate men. They may hate God or hate expressing love because to them, expressive love is dirty. And we have to get to the place where we realize if you choose to fear God, worship and express your love and thankfulness to 
him, even though sometimes in your life you don't understand. We've learned that. You don't understand why. You don't understand why you have the pain. You don't understand why someone that's supposed to be safe did that to you. That abuse won't ruin you anymore. I've seen more people, you're going to learn this when we talk about freedom, more people freed up from bondages and worry and hate and despair and depression because they began to express worship to the Lord. So when we worship here at Valley Community, quit worrying about what your neighbor thinks, but what God thinks. You are pleasing the Lord. See, the same grace that saved you out of sin is the same grace that saved you from sin, the suffering of what sin does. Now, I want to tell you, someone did that for me, and that was the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I worship him because of that. So hear this. No matter what background you had, you ought to be grateful to be in the house of God to worship. You should be expressing your worship and run to get here early to worship. The moment the, the two jacks got off the screen, that was hilarious. That was fun. They got off the screen, and then Melissa began to lead us, and the fine arts team began to lead us. We should have got up and stopped all conversation with man and jumped up to worship and praise the Lord. Because when you do that, you will continue to move into a greater level with the Lord in your faith. He died for you. He redeemed you. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie, The Passion of Christ? Or it's The Passion of the Christ, whatever they call it. That should move you seeing what he went through. So sin has no power over you. So no man or woman had power over you when you were a child. Now you're an adult. They don't have power over you because when you express worship, you are delivered from all pain. You are delivered from this, and you can walk in the power of your faith and relationship with God. That's truth, church. Here's the second thing. It's wrong not to express worship. The reason I say this is <clears throat> the Bible tells us to express worship. Look at the lepers again in verse 14, Luke 17. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. So let's go over this series, <clears throat> what we've already understood. This is the key of any breakthrough in your life. Faith, family, finances, freedom, and fun. Pray and obey, faith and works. They prayed, Lord, have mercy on us. Jesus spoke to them the word, then they obeyed. So you're seeing in this faith. <clears throat> you're seeing in this the, what, how we do it. It's not some hard get on your knees like other religions and walk a mile on your knees all bloody and everything and prove that you love God. You don't have to prove a thing. To the Lord. He doesn't have to prove a thing to you either. What we just do, we have a relationship and we believe. So the question then is, what if they didn't obey and what if they didn't go to the priest? Probably wouldn't have been healed. Wouldn't have gone to another level in their body. So Thinking, watch this, thinking this, why they didn't obey or go to the priest. We asked, Jesus spoke, we prayed, Jesus spoke, I saw it in the word, I'm not healed right away, so forget it. You say, Pastor, that's pretty simple. Uh-huh, because I'm simple. But that's how things go. But if we begin to move into an expressive worship, no matter what we have experienced 
or no matter what happens a second after we pray, that's because our main heart is we just want to worship God. We just want to love God. Then that begins to be the key of you going to a level, and immediately you will go to another level in your relationship and faith with God when you express yourself in worship and thanksgiving. As they went, they were cleansed. The Bible said, I'm going to say it again, as they went, then they were healed. It's the same with worship. As they went, they obeyed. And one went a step further. He not only worshiped, but he prayed with thanksgiving. God loves it when you reach out to him. Because remember we said God's favorite thing to do is to hang out with you. And I'm a poet and didn't know it. In God's presence, breakthrough takes place immediately because you're with God. You have extended an expression of worship to the Lord. I love our fine arts team. I, I get lost sometimes in their expressions. You know, they're trying to follow the notes and do all the different things. And, you know, that's, it's easy for them. I remember that, trying to follow the director and, you know, get behind or whatever. But the, the reality is, is the expression that comes out of them just blesses my heart. And with us, we should be expressing back as a family. Oops, there's that part, family. We start next week. And talking about the family. But we're going to see this amazing relationship that is so simple. How we can relate with one another. We're all different. Praise God. This would be a boring place if it was all Gary Klaus. But I have you. And you're not boring. Some of you are crazy, but you're not boring. Psalm 47, verse 6, sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. I'm wondering if we're supposed to sing praises. Psalm 47, 1, oh, clap your hands, some of you crazy people. No, that doesn't say that. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. Oops, the Holy Spirit just... Uh, told me that I need to study the word peoples. I will later. I'll talk to you about it later on. Clapping and shouting. Let me tell you, the clapping and shouting, they're not Pentecostal expressions. They're Bible expressions. Amen? Oh, I'm not like them Pentecostals. Bottom line, I'm Pentecostal. I'm full gospel. I'm all that. Amen? There are times I'm quiet before the Lord. My expression to him. There are times I'm loud before the Lord. There are times I pray in tongues, times I pray in English. And I wish I could pray in Spanish, but I'm not that smart. But the reality is when we get to that place that we begin to express our worship. Psalm, uh, Psalm 134, verse 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary. And bless the Lord. What is this? That's oh, crazy. No, it's not. You're blessing the Lord. Do it in the sanctuary. Bless the Lord. Make the Lord feel good or happy. That's what that word means. Lifting your hands makes the Lord happy. Matter of fact, let me just read this quickly to you. Psalm 150, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet, Nolan Rubatum. Praise him with a harp and the, and the lyre. Praise him with the, the tambourine and dancing. <clears throat> Old religious saying, a dancing 
foot and a praying knee cannot be the same leg. That's wrong. I heard that preached. You know, you can't dance if you're a Christian. Really? Really? Now, we talked about dancing. I got 10 left feet. I probably bring a lot of joy or laughter to people when I dance. Praise him with the strings and the flute. Praise him with the, the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath. Anybody not breathing here? Anybody not breathing? Are you still breathing? Okay, good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Go back to Luke 7. Jesus talks about dancing. Oh, religious people. Hello, everyone on screen. And the Lord said, To what then shall I liken the men of this generation? And what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another, saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not weep. You know, he's talking, he's talking to the Jews. Let me explain this in a moment. Matthew 23, verse 27 in the Message Bible says, How often I've ached to embrace your children. The way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you wouldn't let me. Expressive worship allows God to embrace you. How many of you want God to embrace you? Then he says, you're missing the time of your visitation. He said, you didn't, Jewish people, you didn't dance or mourn. This is the explanation. At my birth, you should have rejoiced and danced. But just a few shepherds did. Then at my death, you should have mourned, but you won't, because he was still there. He hadn't been crucified yet. And they didn't. They didn't mourn. It was opposite. They mourned when he was born, born, and they danced when he died. The time of your visitation is when you're alive. This is your chance to praise God and live for the kingdom of God, bring, being faithful and expressing your joy to the Lord. This is the time. This is the season. This is what God is saying. Breakthrough is here. It's happening. But here's how you begin to go to greater levels. You begin to worship. You begin to sing. You worship and you express your praise and your worship to God. Don't let traditions or religion hold you back. Express your worship. Now, for some of us who have my personality, okay, type A, that you always look at everything and deal with it in that personality, but I am led of the Holy Spirit, so I don't allow that. I don't allow the negativity of a type A personality run me or rule me. 98% of the time. What validates worship? That's what some of you are asking. What really validates worship? Va validating worship is his presence, not a show. It's his presence, not a show. Every week when we worship, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is here because the Lord said, I am in your presence when you come together. All right? So let me clarify this. Probably 99% of us need to step up a level when we worship. I do. I do. I do. I express my worship to the Lord. I cry, I laugh, I, I, you know, just all of the expressions to the Lord, I do that. One percent of you, you are okay right where you're at. I want you to understand what I'm talking about. 
I am talking about that we're not saying, let's be a show. Valley community, they really worship. Watch. Are you thinking about God then? No, you're thinking about what other people are doing. So what we need to understand, don't start running around the sanctuary doing somersaults and say, pastor told me I'm supposed to express my worship to the Lord and you're flipping on the, on the, the stage and all that. Now, if we had a dance, which we have periodically, where the whole group up here, while we're sitting watching and they're dancing, and they're doing flips and stuff like that, praise God, that's awesome. That's expressive worship. That's expressive dance and to the Lord. But we have to get to a place where we understand, in other words, drawing others to what you are doing, you can be distracting. Oops, pastor, get out of your personality. No, I'm getting into the word of God. That we need to worship God with our whole heart and shout and, and, and laugh and all that. But don't start laughing and running around while someone's up here speaking. Amen. And don't in the middle of the service stand up and just start shouting and distracting. A lot of people don't understand what's going on to you, what we do is we do things collectively. And collectively, we're individuals. Some of you clap, some of you shout, some of you dance. I don't mind dancing. We've had some of our folks that just get in the, in the aisle and dance. But I want to tell you, don't be jumping up and down and running around and all that and you know, falling into people and all the different things. It is an expressive worship from you to God. Amen. But we can go the other way. Remember David danced? And she was all upset because he was dancing in, I think it's called the ephod. Okay? And because he was king, he wasn't a priest. He was a king. He demoted himself. No, he was submitting himself as a child of God to express his worship and thanksgiving to the Lord for what he did protecting his soldiers from annihilation. He was thankful. And that's what we do. So what am I talking about? When we sing, let's all sing. When we clap, let's all clap. When we shout, let's all shout. But here's a clue. If we're singing and the singing stops, and one person over here and one person over here is still singing, you're distracting everyone else to look at what you're doing. Don't, don't, some of you who are just absolute expressive worshipers, don't you get mad at me. But what I'm telling you is that as a pastor, I talk to people online in this church, I talk to unsaved people, saved people, babes in the Lord, and mature people in the Lord. And I have to teach and say and tell stories and do different things so I can reach everyone. And if there's a distraction, if there's a distraction, what happens is there will be people that will be distracted when the time to go to a greater level in their life with the Lord in expressive worship collectively as a church, we hinder that. And I don't want you to get into that place where God has to speak to you. And I'm not talking me. I'm talking God. And, and if God speaks to me and tells me someone's out of order, I will go to them privately and tell them they're out of order. Now, every one of you have now gotten afraid that pastor's going to look around and see what you're doing. No, I'm not. Amen, I'm not. Don't, don't, don't do that to me. And matter of fact, if you do, I'll just, I'll just say, you know what? You know my heart, and I will tell you the date that this was recorded, and I'll tell you, listen to it again for what I said. But here's what I'm saying to you. We must move to a greater level in our expressive worship. Amen. Here's the third. Expressing our worship takes us to a new level. 
Verse 15 again. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. It's the word sozo. It means saved. Romans 10, 13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Bottom line, let me tell you what happened. This was in a Samaritan city. And they proclaimed what they knew who God was. They experienced in healing who God was. But one returned and became whole because of thanksgiving. When I came to the Lord, there was an expression of worship. When I accepted and received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, Sozo manifested. I was healed physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I began to walk in a new life of wholeness, an ability of all the junk of my past could be removed and no longer rule me, that Jesus Christ and his word would rule me walking in faith. A greater level, relationship with God, soul, and spirit. One person, in the 10, got that. So I'm going to tell you, nine got healed. Maybe they didn't get saved. One got saved. But when you begin to move in a revelation of your salvation, if you've received Jesus Christ as Lord, you now will begin to experience the understanding, the revelation, the power, and the level that you've never been before because you are an expressive worshiper. That will happen instantaneously. But we come with thanksgiving unto the Lord. So let me tell you from now on, this church, as we, we have done it already, we're doing it, we've taught it, but for now on, we're going to a greater level of our expressive worship. It does not have to be coached from here. It needs to be expressed from back there and up there. Amen? Amen. You need to say amen a little bit louder there. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand. Praise God.